In this ongoing bear market, we must consider a couple different factors. And if you define bear market specifically, it's when the S&P 500 falls 20% from top to bottom. But what a lot of people aren't thinking about in mainstream media right now is that bear market has come within the NASDAQ. From top to bottom, especially intraday tops and intraday bottoms, we ended up seeing about a 23% decline in the NASDAQ, which by definition is a bear market within the NASDAQ, or specifically tech stocks. Now, when we think about the narratives that are fueling this bear market forward, it has been the Russian and Ukraine conflict. Yes, that has played a factor. But more importantly, uh, monetary and fiscal policy. The reason why, and I've talked about this a few other times in a couple of the other substacks that I've had, is that this has a lot to do with the economic cycle and how credit booms and busts fuel the economic cycle. So then we think to ourselves, with this, by definition, bear market now, what should we do? How should we think? And what exactly is a bear market? First, let's talk exactly about what a bear market is. Yes, by definition, it is a 20% decline, but there's two different types of bear markets. One is secular, and two is cyclical. And there has been many, many different 20% declines in the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, since for as far back as we can think of for the stock market. But there's another, another kind of bear market where we see secular bear markets. And these are usually coupled with major tops. And this is almost always what the perma bears will suggest that the next correction that we end up experiencing in the ongoing secular bear, bull market, they suggest that every single time it will be a secular bear market. Now, there is really no true way to make sure that to really define or know today if this is the beginning to a secular bear market. But we must know the factors. And the factors is, let's talk about four major secular bear markets that we have experienced in the past 100 years. In 1929, we experienced the Great Depression. What ended up fueling this was an expansion of credit, specifically towards the stock market, which created a wealth effect. And this went on and on and on throughout the 1920s until it collapsed, until it popped. The bubble, the credit bubble popped, which created a massive depression, people defaulting on their loans, and basically an economic reset. Um, once again, there's two factors here that this secular bear market had. Is number one, it was a bubble, and number two, you had the collapse of the credit system. In the 1970s, what ended up happening was is it was a bubble within stocks called the Nifty 50, which is arguably one of the most overlooked bear markets. And I'm not 100% sure why we overlook this bear market so much, but it was a 50% decline within the S&P 500. And yes, for those who are wondering, I'm driving. But let's talk specifically about what ended up happening here, is that once again, what we experienced was a reset of the monetary system, much like what ended up happening in the 1920s. And a bubble that fueled. Uh, specifically in this time, the bubble was in stocks, where we ended up seeing a massive unwind of the Nifty 50, stocks that had wonderful futures, and it didn't matter where investors ended up paying for them. And what we ended up seeing was a collapse in the beginning to the second secular bear market within the past 100 years. This lasted until the 1980s. Then the next secular bear market that we ended up seeing was in the 1990s otherwise known as a tech and telecom bust. Once, once again, 
fueled by another bubble where we saw a major run-up in a major index and the inevitable decline of, and then in addition to that too, we ended up seeing a decline in, in nearly all stocks except for value stocks. This was more or less a major rotation away from rampant speculation, more so than it was a bear market because small caps and mid caps, as well as value stocks, did outperform during that time. Then we think about our second, and this was going to be the 2008 great financial crisis. Once again, we fueled a bubble uh, driven this time by a rampant speculation in the housing market and poor credit standards, which ended up fueling once a, a uh, secular top within the housing market. And we ended up seeing a near collapse of the entire financial system. The reason why I touch briefly on these is that we can grasp two different things is that number one, a bubble must form at the beginning of every secular bear market. And in addition to that, there must be some sort of expansion of credit or a rotation like what we ended up seeing in the 1999 tech and telecom bust. So we think about that to this day. What are we experiencing? Number one, we've already seen the, the bear market ensue beneath the surface of the NASDAQ, where we saw basically the ARK Innovation ETF decline now at this point 50 to 60%. Coupled with growth stocks that were trading at obscene valuations, they're also down 60, 70, and in many cases, 80%. There has already been a pop of the bubble beneath the surface. But that bubble did not necessarily exist within the major indexes. And one could assess and say that the S&P 500 large caps are in extended valuation territory. And yes, this is true. But if you think about the equity premium, otherwise known as the risk-adjusted premium that one would expect to see from stocks, especially large cap stocks in relation to the 10-year yield, then one could assume that we are not, we do not have extended valuations because bond yields are historically low despite the 10-year yield rallying. And then also it is currently declining as well. So then we think to ourselves, okay, with this bear market that we currently have here today, are we going to experience a secular bear market or is this a broader market correction and bear market in a specific segment within the market? And has there been a rotation essentially? And is this going to be the collapse of the credit cycle? My assumption is no. And the reason why I say that is that bank reserves are at an all-time high, which means that the credit, the government right now, or the Federal Reserve, is trying to enforce more lending rather than trying to contract lending to prevent any sort of dangerous bubbles as it is here today. In addition to this, this has been nothing more than a really great rotation because it has not necessarily been a consolidated bear market, or a broader bear market, I should say. It has been very, very niche and specific within tech stocks, and then also some large cap tech stocks, uh, like PayPal and Square or Facebook. But we've also seen energy rally, and we've also seen some finan we've seen financials perform very well this year. So with knowing that, we must assume something very, very important, that this does have to do with the cyclical economic booms and busts, meaning the cyclical factors that are driving inflation in the economic cycle. And I do believe that we are nearing the end of this. So if you think to yourself, is this the beginning? Because we are faced with the, the biggest question of them all is, 
is this the beginning to a secular bear market or is this a cyclical bear market? Secular means that there are underlying forces that are driving secular forces, right? That are driving the bear market, meaning a collapse of the Bretton Woods system, like what ended up happening in the 1970s, or the collapse of the credit system in the 1920s, or the 2008 great financial crisis, or a rampant speculative euphoric bubble, what ended up happening in the 1990s. And there was a bubble beneath the surface of the indices, but that bubble is all but deflated now. And now we have found ourselves reverting back to the mean. So one must assume that this is nothing more than a cyclical bear market in the ongoing secular bear market, which is the most probable situation. If we take another leg down, then another assumption that we must make is that we are faced with a secular bear market. That is the bet that we would be willing to place as investors because the NASDAQ already saw the 23% down, the correction that it needed to see, the rotation that needed to happen in order to fuel the ongoing secular bull market. And yes, inflation is a factor. And yes, the economic slowdown is a factor. But if the Fed does tighten, and with obvious leading indicators showing slowing economic growth, the only assumption that we can make at this point is that this must be a cyclical bear market and that the bottom, or at least being near the bottom, must be close, if not already happened. Thank you for tuning in to Blue Suit Podcast. And until next time, you stay classy.